Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the B Team Podcast, brought to you by Jackrabbit Illustrated, part of the Sp- Splitting Hairs Podcast group that we have here. I'm Brendan, as always, joined with by joined by Ben. Doing good talking today so far, so that's a good start. Um, got a big, big series this weekend, and the games are gonna happen. We hope. We, we hope. hope they happen. Um, I. I did. I put my fingers up for those that aren't watching, which you should be because we're streaming live on Facebook. But I put my fingers up doing the, I don't know, cross your finger sign or whatever. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, look at the view. What are we up to? Like a thousand viewers now? At least. Yeah. Yeah. They're just not even, it's so high. It's not showing any. Yeah. uh, There must, it just hasn't registered yet. We were late. We started late. Um, We had some, uh, background technical difficulties that we had to deal with that took a second to get us started but we are here we are live and uh cruising on along here uh it's gonna be a fun series this week there's a lot of and and i think we have to we we have to go over the men's and women's for sure uh the women are ranked number 23 in the country now and they definitely deserve some props and a little chatter about them i think so that must be the usd women are ranked that high no, that's SDSU. Oh, SDSU is. Oh. Yeah, we got we ended up getting ranked uh, last week or this week, this Monday. We were number twenty five uh, the week before, and then we were idle and we moved up two spots. So that was pretty sweet. But apparently, Iowa State's starting to look do a lot better. So that I, that wins looking really good. That must mean that we have the better basketball team. Than I that. I think so. Um, you know, I was planning on getting into the women later instead of first, but oh. I think so. I don't. If you listen to um, all the people who talk about them, and then look at like the net ratings and all that stuff, mm-hmm. somehow everybody still thinks USD's better. And I'm not saying that this is like they're really close. They're both really good. Um, but when you look at it, I just don't understand that thought process because SDSU is the one who's beaten all the ranked teams, and USD, yeah, they played really well against number one, and they played really well against Gonzaga, but they lost those games. Their their best their best resume builders are close losses. It's not wins, and yeah, we've had a couple bad losses on the women's side after we had a couple ranked wins, but I don't understand how that trumps that. Having done like the AGS voting and everything, I've never understood rewarding. Um, good losses over good wins when the the schedule's comparable. And so far to date, that's what everybody seems to do. Um, we struggle shooting from the outside, and I don't know if that's what it is or if people are still set on what their preconceived notions are or the fact that USD has a three-game winning streak against us right now. Um, but I just, looking at it from there, you know, I just see people saying, well, the eye test, the eye test, the eye test. And I I really do think that Carolina game or South Carolina game that they had really weighs heavy in the back of people's minds because of how impressive it is to be that close to the number one in women's basketball, especially with the talent disparity Mm -hmm. there. But, man, at some point you got to look at at the results and what's going on. Yeah, I mean, it – I was kind of joking about it, about how we have the better team, but um, it is interesting because I went and looked at the the net rankings, which is what the NCAA uses um, a lot for seeding the tournament. And the South Dakota women are ranked 26 there and the South Dakota state women are ranked 44th there. So there's right. some, some disparity there. Um, so I don't know. Nice thing is to be able to hash out this weekend and, See who comes out on that. Yeah, you know, and I am uh, looking and trying to prepare for this and everything, looking at schedules because, you know, you want to look at, all right, you can't do score comparisons in a regular year anyways, but it's really hard this year because even if you have played the same teams, um, we're each flip-flopping who plays where. So if our games against Western Illinois were at home, there's we're at Western Illinois. So, in college basketball, home court advantage is such a big deal. It You can't even look at the results and really compare that well if both teams have won all their games. Right. Well, then the real odd thing is, like, I, I don't know if anybody pays attention to RPI anymore, 
but it's still a thing. It's a ranking system and South Dakota state is 55th on that and South Dakota 76th. So uh, it's kind of all over the board. Um, not sure who to go by, I guess. Well, and the NCAA's moved to the net rankings for mm-hmm. the the tournament, and that's a whole weird thing with quadrants and mm-hmm. what the wins are worth if they're at home or if they're on the road and all that stuff. And it's I I don't understand the full ins and outs of it. It's a lot of gobbledygook. Once I look at it too long, my eyes go cross-eyed. But you're mm-hmm. the engineer here, so I feel you maybe look at those numbers a little better than I do. <laughs> No, that's a convoluted system for sure. But going into the men's game here, what do you think happens? Do you think uh, just from like, do you think there's going to be some drama on the court between Noah Friedel and Stanley Stanley Amude? It'll be interesting. You know, it it definitely could boil over from the previous uh, meeting this year where the incident happened between those two. Um uh, yeah, it's going to be fun to watch. Um, I think uh, I like it. I mean, I, I don't like what happened, but I, I like the fact that there might be a little chippiness because it kind of gets gets us back to the having them be an actual rival, um, which they just haven't really been. And they've more been on the basketball side, definitely, than football. But, um, yeah, I mean, the, the closer that we can get to the rivalry and, and the more we can build that, the more fun it gets. So I'm I'm all for it. Right and yeah, it have, it makes it spicy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, it it's uh, it is good for the rivalry from that aspect. Um, on that game, um, Amude didn't seem to uh, retaliate or anything when it happened, and I don't think uh, I don't know if it's gonna push into that necessarily from Amude. Uh, I, Noah is just kind of a fiery character, mm-hmm. so I think it is a big advantage to have this game at home. He won't have to deal with uh, just the amount of heat he would have put on him if he was having right. to play Donovan Vermillion. I mean, that would be brutal. I know how we'd be if, if one of their players did that. I mean, he would be getting dogged all game. And, yeah, it does uh, – he would he he is a player who I think would really thrive off of that, but mm-hmm. you know I mean he I could see him feeding off that energy, big yeah, time. For sure. But I'm, it'll be interesting to see Amude. I mean, last game he was just unconscious, like he could not miss. He everything he threw up toward the basket went in. Um, so I mean, we'll have to. Would Douglas Wilson was out that game, so I mean I think that he'll get matched up with him, and we'll see how he does there. Um, so that, that'll be a real interesting matchup to watch for me. Yeah, I mean that's a mood in that game almost is what happened to USD's season after we played him there. They got a couple, they got the win against us and got really hot. Mude got some open shots and hit him, and then just became unconscious. And I, I think that's going to be the biggest key in that game is not allowing him to get in a rhythm right away and not giving him breathing room to do what he did a second time that and the team being as invested in it as USD is because that game, you could tell the USD had all the fire and, you know, we didn't necessarily have as much fire there. Right. Yeah. You could tell, yeah, they were, they really wanted to win that game. Um, they were really into it. Um, Amuda is just kind of weird though. Cause he's so up and down. I mean, uh, you know, you look at his, stat lines and you know he scored 41 against us which is a season high for sure outside of that he did score 32 um the first game against omaha last week but um you know there's games where he'll score four um 13 14 so i mean uh, he's he is averaging 20 and a half points a game which is a good click um but again i think he'll we'll have something in store for him i'll guarantee that hendo uh, make sure he doesn't go off against us. Make somebody else beat us. Do you think that Hendo goes because it is a two-game series and has two separate game plans for how to deal with him from first to second game? Or do you stick with it and play the mind game like when you call a timeout on fourth mm-hmm. down and then run back out with the same play because you think they're going to adjust to what might happen? 
Yeah, that'll be interesting, especially when we start get to start to get into the meat of our conference schedule in terms of playing uh, USD this week. And then what do we got next? Oral Roberts and then uh, NDSU. Um, you know, is there some of that gamesmanship in terms of when you play in back to back nights? You know, I, it'll be interesting to see if there's if you do different stuff or if you just stick with your stuff and and. I think we're good enough where we can just stick with our stuff and cause it, you know, we've got the guys to make it work, but you know, that's, it seems like something that a lesser team might try to do to, to switch things up and try to confuse guys. Um, but we'll see, you know, it, like I said, this is kind of our, uh, I don't know, first real meaningful game in quite some time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, what was it? I think five games in eight weeks or something like that so mm-hmm. far, you know, that's, that's my, that's probably the biggest concern along with, you know, making sure Mude doesn't start hot is just coming out of the gate well and not giving them that confidence again. Cause then you're going to be in a dog fight. If they come out and we're super rusty and they're able to get a lead or hang blow for blow right out the jump and we're rusty and making sloppy plays because we haven't played much and haven't played for two weeks and, all that nonsense. Um, that 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 can be a huge game changer, right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's crazy if you look back at our schedule. I mean, our last, uh, not to say the UND series wasn't meaningful because any conference wins are big, but and they're you know middle of the Summit League at least. Um, but I mean, the our last quote unquote meaningful game was against USD, and that was back on December twelfth, which is right. almost two months ago, yeah. and so. It, it's just kind of weird to think about that it's been that, that kind of year, but um, I think our guys will be ready for it. It's awesome that we everybody's healthy and ready to go. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. Yeah, COVID's been a righteous pain in the ass. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it's 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 not a it's not a good deal. But you know, you got to go out. We talked about how you know at the beginning of the season this sort of stuff was going to happen. I don't think we expected five games in eight weeks, but. Uh, yeah, you got to deal with it, and they got on such a roll in the last game, and that's they they just rode it. They just rode that wave and the emotion. We were out of it. Um, can't let that happen this game, even if you have to scrap and are rusty, but you got to scrap and stay close. Um, I think having Douglas Wilson obviously is going to have a huge impact on the game. You know, just opening up the three point shooters uh in a big way because we were ice cold shooting from three and at least we've been practicing in the gym we're in now right and we're yeah we're such a different team with him on the floor he's just he changes the dynamic of our offense having having them have to focus on him so much having to dig down and double on him um and i mean uh, luke apple i mean he he has developed a lot in the last two months and so i mean uh, you put those two factors in and it's just a whole new ball game. So it's, I'm yeah, it, I, I can't wait to watch the games. Um, they're, they're going to be a blast. Yeah. And we haven't talked about Doug probably as much as we should have. Part of it is he was injured some of the games and was out for COVID and whatnot. But I mean, he's having another great year. Certainly. Yeah. I don't, I'll have to look up his, uh, his, points per game statistics but um you know when he's been in the lineup he's had some injury problems this year even um, but it sounds like he's getting healthy now um it's just been that since he's been healthy we just haven't had that many games but um he's scoring 16 uh, 16 a game and that's you know partly because we've got so much other offensive firepower out there but um yeah, I mean, it, it, like I said, it it's not only his points, it's just his presence out there really is what, what we really need um, to have bring the focus off the three-point line and really open our guys up. Right. So who do you think the non-Douglas Wilson is that has the biggest game? Do you think it's Noel Friedel, Baylor Shireman, Luke Apple, or somebody else? I can see Friedel going off. Uh, he's always – even before we came to SDSU, he's had this personal vendetta like against USB. Yeah. I don't know if I don't know if they didn't recruit him much or or what, or if he's just an SDSU guy through and through. But um, there was a video of him bef- when he was before he was even in college, saying how he was going to hang forty on USD. And so I mean, he's always 
always seems like he kicks it up a notch against those guys, which I love. Yeah, I believe the story behind that was is he didn't get recruited by them at all, and I think he has a family member who actually used to play for USD, mm. and he took that personally. He's got a chip on his shoulder about it big time. Um, yeah, if I was going to pick somebody, I'd, I'm with you. I'm picking Noah Friedel to go off for 25, 30 points because he's going to have – he. I don't think he's going to do anything outlandish, um, you know, outside the bounds of playing, but he's definitely going to have a, a axe to grind after that last game. And honestly, I think the whole team is going to, you know, cause going into that game, we were on a roll. Um, yeah, we hadn't, uh, played phenomenally the first, the two games leading up to that, but we we were expected to win that game and handily they didn't have any wins going into the game in the Dakota showcase and we got embarrassed 100 percent the team got embarrassed by a team with no wins now they've gone on a tear and are sitting at i mean we're both a, where there's only two undefeated teams in the summit and us and them and i think technically they're in first place because they played more games but you know the team has to have been looking at this game and had this one circled for a while and then add on to it that you haven't been able to play. I really expect them to come out of the gate um, firing, at least fired up. They might not be you know, all the shots on target, but I expect them to play some pretty inspired basketball. Yeah, I mean, I think this is our first you know, real tune-up game for the Summit League tournament, um, kind of getting getting in that mode anyway to, to where you're really gearing up for a, a you know that a team that's that's really good you know i'm not going to sugarcoat it i'd like to say that usd's terrible but they've got a good record this year i mean if you look at the teams they've played they've they've held up their own against the teams they should have so um yeah it's uh it'll be a real nice test to see where we're at and uh we can kind of move on from there yeah, you know, and it's going to be a telling last, what is it, four or five weeks left mm-hmm. in the conference season here that are really going to separate the teams out um, for your top three to four teams. They, we all play each other. Um, we're playing NDSU, even though they did drop a game down in Kansas City. I believe they're in third or fourth. We play Oral Roberts, and... Was a UMKC and then UMKC, and I it's, believe that's the top four teams plus USD. Yeah. So yeah. So and so basically, all the top teams are playing each other here at the end. And when I look at that, I look how the schedule played out. You look at COVID, and we knew these COVID problems were going to happen, and at least a couple series were going to be missed. Would you have rather had it happen like this, where? We miss these two series. We don't play any bat. We play barely any basketball for a month and a half. But then going into the Summit League tournament, you hit all you you get it. You get to play all your series of games leading up to it for the last five series. Or would you rather have had it flipped, where you miss the basketball going into the Summit League? Personally, I'd take the take this because you're going to have get be able to get on a roll going into the tournament. Yeah, I would. I would think you're right. I think you'd want to get on a roll, get get warm, and get going rather than be sitting on, you know, having practice after practice with no games to look forward to. Um, so yeah, I think it's it's worked out that way. That's now that's assuming we have these games. Yeah, um, I'm I'm the positive one. Out of us, <laughs> yeah. for the record, I'm pretty positive. I'm well. I'll call myself a realist, I guess. But, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I, I think it's it, it's set up well. Well, let's again cross our fingers, hope that the games this weekend happen and the rest of them happen leading up to summer league tournament, and nothing happens with that, or especially nothing happens with March Madness in general, because I cannot go two years without March Madness. Yeah, that would uh, that'd be a rough one. On um, on the bright side. When March Madness is happening this time, if it did get canceled, there'd be Jackrabbit football games going on. So we would have something to watch instead of just having the dead sadness that we had the last time. Yeah, but if the March Madness tournament's canceled, I bet we're not having Jackrabbit football. But (laughs) we'll see. Well, yeah, probably. That's true. (laughs) See? There's the realist in me. uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Some people would call that a negative Nancy. He's still just mad that I called that the spring football season was going to happen way back before it was even an idea. Yeah. 
Hey, so I have noticed, I checked over quick. We do have some live viewers. I don't know who they are. Yeah. Uh, um, Matt with Jacob Illustrated said hi. Hey, Matt. Um, let's probably checking in, make sure we're doing our jobs. That was um, me saying hi back to, to Chad. Oh, that no. <laughs> yeah. Matt hasn't even tuned in yet? No, I don't yeah. know. I can't see. I figured you'd check in and make sure we're earning our pay, but since right. we don't get paid anything, that's not necessary. Oh, he might be. But hey, Chad. Oh. Hey, Chad. Uh, he asked a question about the WAC conference. We'll maybe address that after we hit on basketball here. Yeah. Um, if anybody else has any questions, definitely comment and let us know. Hey, Ryan. Uh, hey, Ryan. So, yeah, if you do have any comments or questions, let us know and we'll, uh, we'll do our best to answer. Yeah. So, um, before we get too far, we need to recap last week's games, which unfortunately don't include an SDSU game, so we won't dwell on it too much. Mm -hmm. um, but other Summit League games did happen. We did pick them. Let us recap those. So, we had... USD and Omaha played, and if I remember correctly, those games were not very close. USD kind of whooped Omaha. Yep. In both of them, Omaha just seems like they're real not in not interested in this season. Um, I mean, and, and they're probably well, down. The second, the second game was ninety three to ninety seven. Yeah. Well, I take that back. Then and, I guess and that I guess was they in some life. That's in Vermilion. They were so that honestly was a surprise to me. Um, but USD's had a lot of close games with teams like that, whether it's at home or on the road with teams that you, if you're the number two team in the conference, you wouldn't necessarily expect those games to be close. Right. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I was just, I had the first, well, and technically number one team in the conference. So um, <laughs> no, uh, no, no, I, I'm being <laughs> diplomatic about this this week, but I'm not being that diplomatic. Get out of here with that garbage. <laughs> no, I had the, so I had the first night score. My mind was like 91 to 59. So that yep. one was definitely not close, but it sounds like they showed some like the second night. Um, Brendan had both those picks correct, picked USD twice. I was, uh, had Omaha the first night, so I was wrong there and really wrong because they didn't even show up the first night. Mm -hmm. uh, the second games that we picked, uh, we'll go with UND and West Illinois. Um, that was an interesting series. Both games were very close. Mm -hmm. um, if I remember correctly, that did the first first night go into overtime, or was that just like a buzzer beater or something between UND first, and West Illinois? First night was in regulation, a two-point game that UND ended up winning. I'm not sure exactly how the final um, plays played out. Yeah. So yeah, UND won that 83 to 81. Second night, West Illinois won 99 to 87. That's that's a lot of points for against, especially UND's a good defensive team. Um, so that's kind of surprising. You know, maybe Western Illinois, I mean, they had they got talent. I mean, if they start to put together a, a little run, they could be a dangerous team in the tournament. Yeah, um, they they really could be. Um, you know, it's just they're so up and down. It seems like they seem to split every series almost. Yeah, same with that UND. I mean, they're they got talent too, especially with Rabatra, but they just seem to can't be consistent enough. Right. So then the last series, or the last uh, matchup from last weekend was um, UMKC and yep. NDSU. NDSU won the first night, close games. No, NDSU won 71-67. Second night, I don't know if they only played a half of basketball, the final score was 49 to 47. <laughs> that's embarrassing. Well, they, played, they played the whole game. That's, they that's did. the NDSU offensive philosophy for you. And that's I, why when we play them, it makes me want to I gouge my eyes out with an ice pick because it's just awful to watch. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know if, uh, you know, COVID for COVID reasons, they decided to quit at halftime. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, it's, and it seems I I have hope that like I mean they've been scoring more points this year they haven't been doing their stupid three man weave but they must uh, after that first close game they must have thought they needed to do that and it turned out to bite mm -hmm. them in the butt because Kansas City was able to score forty nine points and still win the game which yeah. should not be pass possible in basketball 
No, not not at Division One. That that shouldn't be a thing. But apparently, if uh, you're from Fargo, it is. But the one thing I noticed, you know, looking at NDSU, um, they're pretty much they're a pretty young team at the point guard position, especially. And when they go on the road, their game doesn't travel very well. And I think that's just a byproduct of them being a young team. And I mean, this was a series in Kansas City, and they didn't play as well as they have in other games. And like when they had to play at UND, they lost the game to UND. They probably shouldn't have lost as well. They just don't travel well, which is where it would have been nice to have them in Brookings, but we're not going to. We'll be going up to Fargo. So, but Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't know. Hopefully they don't continue their three-man weave stuff, but apparently they're on that BS for now. Um mm-hmm. I checked. We do have a question from Chad, uh, not related to basketball. He just doesn't care about basketball tonight. No, not yes. even a little bit. Chad, <laughs> you have to raise your hand. <laughs> First off. Uh, he asked, uh, and I'm actually having a computer problem here, but um, he asked, what's the line on the Super Bowl? And I was going to check it, but my computer froze up. So, Yeah, we'll get to that stuff at the end. I believe it's three or three and a half. Yeah, I believe so, and it's Kansas City who's favored. Yeah. That's a fairly standard line. No, I I agree. So is my my, – Chad raised his hand. You're on here. You're you're showing up. You're not froze or anything. Man, my my screen is all locked. Do do I have to do this for you? God, this is awesome radio. (laughs) Here, I'll look up the, the line. Here, Super Bowl line, um, but where are we sitting for our picks? What, what, what? Who's who's beating who? Total so, on the season. Oh yeah. So to recap, last week we both went three and three. Not great when you're picking straight up. So we'll try to improve on that. Um, you are one pick ahead of me on the season, so it's neck and neck, real close. Fade this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up? Yeah. Tough Again, it's a, it, this doesn't count. It's straight up pick them. Anybody well, can counts. Do it. I'm beating you. Anybody can do it. Yeah, but I'm beating you. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take that W and I'm gonna put it in my pocket. <laughs> and I'm gonna save it and I'm gonna print it out and put it up on my wall down <laughs> down in my basement. <laughs> Good. Put it on your fridge. Your wife would be so proud of you. So, do you want? Should we pick these games for the upcoming series here this weekend, and then we can roll on to the rest? Now we've gone over the game and all that. I think that's a great idea. But Rock on. first, so you talk about the matchups. I'm gonna go grab a battery for my mouse here because I think that's a problem. You talk uh, about the matchups that we got coming up this weekend. All right. Well, coming up this weekend, um, obviously we have the USD series. We might have talked a little bit about that men's and women's. Um, we'll have to. We'll be making our picks on both of those when Ben gets back here. But we've got North Dakota playing at Denver. Um, two not great teams, but I've got more faith in North Dakota than I do in a not great uh, Denver team here. That's for sure. Um, then we've got Western Illinois going to Omaha. Um, you know, I feel like that's going to be a split series. They're both kind of similar teams. Omaha just has had a little bit less success than Western because they've had to play top teams and then had to miss because of COVID and their season's just an absolute dumpster fire. And then the other really interesting, um, series of the weekend is going to be Oral Roberts at NDSU. Um, this is either going to put a stake in the heart of NDSU's um, hopes of getting a one or a two seed in the tournament, or it's going to leave them right neck and neck here with everybody and have them playing for everything with the rest of the season between Oral Roberts and NDSU. So that's going to be a really interesting one, especially since it's in Fargo at that terribly we made basketball facility. Um, but, uh, you know, that one's going to be really fun to watch. I think that's going to be a close series. I think if you're NDSU, you kind of have to sweep that series if you want to be a number one or two seed because you already dropped two teams through two games that you couldn't afford to drop. 
So that's going to be a more important series, I think, for NDSU than it is for Oral Roberts at the moment. But that's going to be a that's going to be an interesting one to play out. So when I make my picks here, I'm going to go with ND UND for the sweep. I'm going to go ahead and take a split between Western Illinois and Omaha. And West you know, Omaha has not played well the first game of any of the series that I remember. Most of you because I only remember the last series they played in. So I'm going to take Western Illinois in the first game and Omaha in the second game. And then I think Oral Roberts and NDSU are going to split. I'll take NDSU the first night, and then I will take Oral Roberts the second night, uh, kind of putting a fork in the Bison's by tons chances at a one or two seed and making them not happy. And then the USD series, I think the first game is going to be way closer than we like. Um, Hold up. Don't pick those yet. Why not? Well, let me get my picks in for the other games and then we'll we'll save the big ones for last. Well, you know, got to check your batteries. So it turns out when you sit there and ignore the low battery alarm, like for your mouse over and over again, it just goes out during a live podcast show um, just to spite you. So I, that's karma. I, I deserve mouse that. karma. Yeah, I you definitely do. deserve that. <laughs> that is All fantastic. Right. Yeah. But we got it. We got it solved. So um, do you have my picks though? Uh, I was trying to keep up, but you were talking too fast. All right, so I got UND on the sweep. Um, Western Illinois taking the first game. Omaha taking the second game. And then I've got NDSU taking the first game. Oral Roberts taking the second game. Okay. I have to go with the UND sweep as well. I don't think Denver has much of a pulse. Um, I'll take Western Illinois in both those games. I I just like what they're doing. Um, I, uh, the road sweep, you know, it's leathernecks. I don't know. I, the road, the road team is tough, but we're just going to roll with it. And or are you an NDSU? It's at NDSU. It is at NDSU. Hmm. That is tough. I'm just going to go opposite of you. I'm going to go or you in the first one. NDSU in the second one. Coward. Coward, I did exactly opposite. That's true. Um, speaking of technical dif- difficulties, uh, you were giving me crap about internet speed. Your yeah. internet must not be doing too well. You're like a, a blurry blob. You're so a blurry blob. Stop. <laughs> no. Unlike you, I don't have an you, OnlyFans, so I you don't look- have a nice, nice of a, <laughs> a webcam. So. can't say that. <laughs> Yeah, I can. I just did. All right. We're going to hear about that later in the group chat. Probably. Um, <laughs> but, no, you look uh, worse than normal, which is... Oh, well, that's for the best. Yeah. Um, what if I do this? Yeah, I mean, I can see a blob moving around, I guess. Oh, fantastic. Chad even said, you're the yeah, I'm clearer than you. That. Yeah, I'm cleaning my thing. Maybe yeah. that helped. Maybe it didn't. Well, it's it looks your... good on my end bad internet <laughs> anyway so come down to the big matchup usd at sdsu i will let you pick the first game first and then i'll pick second game first well um like i was gonna say before somebody rudely interrupted me Sorry. um i don't think there's gonna be two blowouts it's just not gonna happen it, i mean even the UND series where we played well, our, our, we had a 10-point game, you know, that we pulled away a little bit at the end, but it was a pretty tight game throughout. You're not, they're just not happening with this double header setup. Um, so I'm going to take the first game, especially with all the rust and everything. I'm going to pick South Dakota State Jackrabbits to win that one in a close one. And then I will take us to win it in the second one. The frost magic is going to come through. We're all going to have coronaries in that first game. And then I think the second game will be a little bit smoother sailing. Or it's going to be really tight, and I'll be wrong, but I still think SDSU wins both. Yeah, I I kind of agree with your analysis there. I think definitely the first one's going to be super tight. Um, it'll be charged up from that, from that last matchup. 
and it'll be back and forth. But I do think we'll come out on top. And then I agree. I think the second game will settle in and kind of um, impart our will on them in terms of, uh, you know, uh, our three-point shooting, I think, is going to be really good at home. And I think Wilson's going to have a good night um, having, having his first two nights, having his first chances to play against USD this year. Um, and I, I don't, I'd have to think back, but I think he, I almost think he was hurt when we played him last year too, but um, yeah, I think he was. Yeah. So I think he'll have good nights. Um, yeah. I, I see SDSU winning both and taking a commanding lead at the top of the summit league standings, um, okay. which could get interesting. I mean, if we if we sweep USD, then that U- NDSU or Roberts um, series is uh, really big. Um, yeah. if, if if either of those teams can sweep, then they'll be tied with USD um, uh, with two losses. Um, however, USD does have. Oh no, they still have to play both Oral Roberts and North Dakota State, but yeah. it makes those last two series for USD those. Um, yeah, the, the, the last two series of the year for them makes them really big. So it'll be interesting to see how second place plays out in the summit because we'll have first and we'll be sitting atop looking down at everybody. That's what I like to hear. And while you were gone, I told everybody we were going to pick the women's game too. Um, getting to be number 23 in the country, I think they deserve to have their games picked here this weekend at least. So I am going to go ahead and say that it's really hard to say you're going to sweep a good team like that but we're in frost um severin can run into some foul trouble and we're a really good j- team for getting people into foul trouble so i'm gonna go ahead and say the jacks take both of them just because we have fared better in really close games than they have and seem to show a better late game toughness in a in close games like that and it's at frost so give me the jack twice surprising nobody yeah, I think, like you said, it's in Frost, and we're we're really tough to beat at home. I'm almost, like, for us to have these two home games this year for the women's game is huge. I Monstrous. mean, it's, it, seems yeah. like, it seems like every year when they're, you know, we got one down there, one in Brookings, it seems like they, they both win at home every time. Um, so it'll be real interesting to see if we can hold serve there and, and uh, take care of business in Frost. And yeah, I, I think I don't. I'll I'll take SDSU to win both of those as well. Fantastic. So we've got all our picks done. Um, going on, we have a. Uh some questions but i do want to throw some shine out there today was the second signing day for football for the recruiting class we brought in three kids uh we got two more kids from arizona and then we got a kid from arkansas um one's a wide receiver um i remember watching his highlight tape and um that was when i messaged uh um message matt he sent us a, a huddle and i said man how did how did we get this guy out of um from arkansas and you've got all of these different fbs teams down there how do they let him go you know and that's uh stefan coleman down there he's 6'3 185 looks like an absolute monster um he's impossible to tackle if you watch his film um then we got colby littlejohn um from arizona he's a linebacker and i've never seen a linebacker with that many interceptions on their um on their highlight tape before uh so he he seems more like an outside linebacker type of player and then we also have ryan swoger uh he's a defensive lineman i believe um or he might be an offensive lineman. I don't, I don't quite remember here. But I mean, just cleaned up on Arizona again. It's wild to see us do that. Yeah, I was trying to pull up those um, names you were talking about, but yeah, it's uh, exciting to. It's it's such a weird time for her Jacks football because we're signing guys, we're gearing up to play and. <laughs> like just over two, <laughs> two weeks, weeks here and it's, right. <laughs> yeah 
uh, it's going to get weird. It's going to be such a weird year, and I'm I'm I am 100% here for it because I know it's a one-off thing, and let's have fun with it. It's going to be an interesting deal. Um, obviously, went over that with Sam, a whole bunch of that with Sam last night, but um, that does uh, we have a smaller signing class in the end in the second signing day almost every time. Uh, a lot of Blue follow the program, just know that because we go after athletes really early to get them locked in. And then we kind of fill out a couple little holes that we feel are in the class later. Um, that's the, the theory that NDSU and um, a lot of Valley teams tend to use. But if you look around the country, a lot of times it's flipped because they're waiting to see for the guys that are their local FBS teams passed on or mm-hmm. offered, and then the offer wasn't actually an actionable offer, so they pick them up later. But if anybody's wondering why there's only three, well, we signed like almost 30 guys or something at the last signing day. So there's not a much, there's not a lot of scholarships to go around there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, and again, I, Oh, I I still wonder how the whole um, extra year of eligibility is going to play out. You know, we've had some guys transfer out, so it kind of cleans that up a little bit. But, you know, I guess I haven't paid too much attention, but I guess have you seen any any differences in terms of how many – the number of guys we sign or anything like that? Um, you know, some FBS teams signed a little bit less. This seems to be – uh, right up there with our normal recruiting classes. I'm not a big recruiting guy. That's Matt's ballpark, you know, wheelhouse. Um, but we did. I mean, we're going to – and I know uh, – I remember seeing we're going to have several seniors who are not going to um, come back in the fall. They're going to go on and pursue the rest of their lives because they're graduating and everything. So I'm sure the coaches have something figured out in one way or the other that this is going to work. Um and I do believe there's – I know at least for FBS, so I'm sure for FCS there's a scholarship expansion for next year for how many scholarships you can have. Hmm. I believe FBS is going to have an extra 10 or something like that. So um, really I don't think the amount of people we brought in um, is that – like is crazy or anything. Looking at the next season, you're just going to have you know more guys who don't travel or whatever. Right. That should go well. More scholarships coming off a year where we haven't been able to have much revenue. but Well, and then, especially for the spring here, the best part to me is you're, with it not counting towards anybody's eligibility, you're going to get a ton of freshman players' experience. Mm-hmm. And talking with Sam, he said, you're going to see a lot of freshmen play. Like, we're not going to be running from what he's heard of coaches. You're going to play to win, but you're also not going to like we're not going to run you you probably won't see us run pierre strong 35 times a game right because you don't want him more out for the fall either so but it also gives the coaches a lot more leeway to see if a guy looks really good in practice give him let him play you're not having to worry about dancing around a, a, a red shirt or anything like that and it's going to give him a really good look going into the next year into the fall as the all right let's play this guy let's not play it and so it's kind of a gonna be a fun thing to watch from that perspective yeah and i sh- i should know this but i just haven't looked at it yet because it's still we're still a month away from our first home game but have we heard anything on season tickets and if any if any fans will be allowed have we heard anything on that i haven't um i'm guessing they're waiting because um, like NDSU announced their season like a couple days ago, and I think they open at home, especially being in the Fargo Dome, and they're going to be at half capacity. So I'm guessing what we're doing is we're waiting for as long as we can so they can, A, give the biggest number that they can because they're going to want, we, we want the most ticket revenue we can get. And B, so they don't do what NDSU did for their Central Arkansas game where they announced that they were going to have 9,000 fans and then they backed it down to like 5,000 and then they backed it down to only friends and family of players are allowed. Right. That's a really bad look. You know, oh, yeah. so I'm guessing that they're playing the waiting game to see what 
everything's doing from that perspective so they can go i mean i'm, I'm highly doubting they're going to allow tailgating um just because of the nature of tailgating you're going from one tailgate to the next to the next to the next right and i mean don't get me wrong they have upd far enough up your tailpipe that they probably could stop that but it's just going to cause problems and i'm sure that's a liability and headache they don't want to have mm-hmm. i'm also sure there's going to be people taking that into their own hands throughout the city and finding spots around there um i'm sure i i i have no idea you know matt might have a better handle on that than I do. He's got more connections in that sort of way. Yeah. But I mean, I, I would think, I mean, it's only a month away and right. You know, people need to make plans and stuff. So I would think that, you know, in the next week, for sure, two weeks, you'd, we'd hear something. So right. It'll be interesting to see what comes out. Well, and I know personally, um, looking at like if I it, hypothetically speaking, if I was a guy looking to set up a tailgate that wasn't at the campus, what I would make sure I didn't do is broadcast it too loudly and then end up having it become a big thing and you get shut down right away by Brookings PD or whatever because you're violating a city ordinance and then it was all over the internet and then now you got to now you're not able to do it. Yeah. Well, and, uh... I'd just to, from a hypothetical standpoint, <laughs> I'm just saying I would keep it more on the down low and, you know, just communicate through those people with text messages and things like that, just to avoid that unhappy circumstance of happening. No, I'm just I agree. throwing that out there as a thought. No, I agree. I mean, I, I'd love to broadcast it on here and tell everybody to show up to our tailgate. But right. like you said, yeah, 100%. I, I think... I know. I know. Brookings was one of the one of the cities in S- South Dakota that were like considering uh, mask mandates. So, I mean, they're they're definitely they have one, I believe. Yeah, and so I, I don't know if it's still in place or what what kind of rules they have with gatherings at this point. But I'm sure they have some rules, and so I don't know. Might be worth looking into it to make sure we're not violating anything. I guess. Well, we'll see. right, because you don't want to violate anything, or you definitely don't want to get caught violating anything. So, <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> not that I'm, um, you know, pushing that idea. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. uh, but um, on Chad's question, since it is FCS related and we are talking FCS on the WAC, if the WAC expansion, if there's going to be um, ripples from that, and um, if people really want to hear like kind of a lot of the nitty gritty on that, go and listen to the interview with Sam Herder. Um, we go through all that basically four Southland teams jumping over to the WAC from the Southland. The WAC is starting football again. And then uh, you also have Southern Utah is going to go to the WAC as well. Um, is there going to be ripples for that? Absolutely. There's zero percent chance that it doesn't in my mind. Um, I know when I was talking to Sam, he didn't think um, Northern Arizona would jump because they were an original Big Sky founding member, but I wouldn't be surprised because I do remember when I was up, uh, you know, up in Fargo here listening to the sports talk radio here, they had a writer from down in Utah who was on this thing from the jump, and he said I wouldn't be surprised to see Northern Arizona do it right now, but their university's in a big moment of flux i think they're they're getting a new president for the university and a new athletic director right now and that's i mean you don't even have the leadership to jump conferences when you have that situation going on um but as it pertains to the valley i don't think there's going to be huge repercussions from the whack per se i think the bigger repercussions are going to be from the move to the ASUN conference, those teams, because you're losing UCA. I mean, the Southland's getting decimated by this. Central Arkansas is going to the Atlantic Sun, but OVC is losing two teams, two of their good teams, Eastern Kentucky and Jacksonville State, are also going to the Atlantic Sun. Those ripples are the ones that really could affect the Missouri Valley Conference as it sits right now, because you've got Western Illinois, sitting right inside the Ohio Valley's footprint. Western doesn't have any real fierce rivals in Missouri Valley besides maybe Southern Illinois. And they're right by Eastern Illinois. Eastern Illinois is in the OVC. They'd have less travel. They wouldn't be coming out to the Dakotas all the time. And they've got money problems. 
Mm-hmm. So that one's kind of a no-brainer for them to get picked off, which is going to have Summit League repercussions. And if Augie ever wanted a chance to get through that door, then that would be the opening. But there's a whole bunch of other stuff that would go into that, and that's a different topic. Well, it's the same topic, but it's going to be a long road haul. Then you could see maybe the Summit trying to grab northern Northern Colorado if other teams are pulling out the Utah teams from the big sky, and that's where that could end up happening, cascading. But the other team that you could see getting invited to the OVC would be Youngstown State because they're in the Horizon League. Is the Horizon League much better basketball conference than the OVC in all sports? I don't really think so that I'm aware of. And if you move to the OVC, you've got a really good team there, Murray State, who kind of carries the basketball there. Um, and they're just such a ge- geographic outlier to the Missouri Valley as it is. Um, I could see both of those schools getting poached from the Missouri Valley and Personally, from a MVFC standpoint, I'm 100% okay with that because then we'd have a full round-robin schedule again, which would be really nice. I agree. Yeah, I mean, I it wouldn't hurt my feelings too much. Um, I mean, I'd help but... both those programs pack their bags. <laughs> I would, I'd help load the, help load the van, baby. Giddy on up, soldier. I would not miss that Macomb trip after what happened that trip that awful snowstorm trip where they the buses ended up getting there like what 20 minutes before the game or something crazy and then they asked them to push the game time back a little bit western said absolutely not because they knew that's probably the only way they could beat us and then we played terrible and they what kicked a field goal in the end to beat us and and then we didn't get seated in the playoffs. And we didn't get seated, and then we didn't play for the first half of Montana and almost brought that game back and I just don't like the word Montana anymore ever since that game so they can go. They're gone. If you guys can't tell, Brendan's uh, a little excited to talk SDSU football. I'm pretty wound up about it. Yeah, I'm, I got. <laughs> I got real. I'm real fired up after talking to Sam last night. That was a hoot. Yeah, I'm. I'm ready to rock, baby. Yeah, it's uh, it's coming in hot, you know. And we've we've alluded to it in the past. We may just have to do separate pods because I think they'll get too long if we have a full basketball pod to talk about and a full football pod. Mm-hmm. Um, but so you'll have, yeah, I mean, we'll probably be putting our first football pod out sometime that, that week of the first game of the February 19th. So um, definitely looking forward to that um, first game against Northern Iowa. And I don't know, here we go a little over two weeks. Yep. It's getting fired up. It's getting fired up in a fat hurry, baby. Um, <laughs> You know, and uh, I'm boy. I'm with, without getting too into the weeds with the football, man. I'm, there's a lot, a lot I'm looking forward to seeing. Chad just asked about Jeff Fisher. Um, in case people hadn't heard, Jeff Fisher is supposed to be a candidate for the Montana State job that opened up. Montana State's head coach left to be the defensive coordinator for the University of Texas, so they're looking for a. Uh, uh, they're looking for a guy right now. Um, I'm guessing that he gave them a heads up on that personally, that he was going to be taking another job. And that's part of what played into them deciding to cancel their season. It's Montana and Montana state. Both aren't participating in the spring season. And I'm sure part of that was we're going to be trying to find a coach and then playing in four weeks. And that's, just impossible it's, the, it's it's physically impossible to pull that mm-hmm. off. so um i get that um supposedly jeff fisher is a candidate for that um from the people i've talked to um it sounds like jeff fisher is pushing that idea more than montana state hmm. which how insane is that like which you have an nfl he, head coach for, for those of yeah for the people that aren't sure jeff fisher is he's the guy that used to coast the coach the tennessee titans like Yep. I don't know, 20 years ago? Yeah, he started coaching the Titans like in the 90s. And he's only like 60-some years old, so he's not like overly old or anything to do it. I'm guessing for him, he just wants to be able to coach and not have all the scrutiny maybe. But I think yeah. the problem Montana State has with it is if you look at it, you know, it's uh, he's never coached college before. And – 
yeah, you're a hell of a football coach, but college from NFL, like you're you're recruiting, and that's what you're doing year round. And supposedly Jeff Fisher likes to you know fly fish and all that stuff out in Montana. So I'm sure part of it is he's like, hey, I can do I'm because you don't get into that level of coaching without loving what you do. So he loves fish. He loves the way he's probably looking at it is I love to coach football. I want to coach at a pretty high level of football. I don't want to do high school, but I also would love to live in Montana and he's seeing all the pieces able to come together there. So he's trying to get his name in there. Um, the other names are hold up before we move on from Jeff Fisher. Can you tell me the last year that he coached in the NFL last year? He coached in the NFL. Uh, I want to say three years ago. Uh, that's very close. That's a lot. So he was with the Rams after the Titans. He was Titans yep. 15 years, Rams for four years. And 2016 is when he was done. So, but I I couldn't believe that. I mean, so he was – was he the last he coach, forever. coach before McVeigh? I believe so, yes. So that's kind of weird to think about because it, it seems like it was a long time ago when he was coaching. Uh-huh. Which, yeah, yes, I'm getting old and things just – time is a weird – Passing you by. <laughs> a weird <laughs> thing. But uh, – Anyway, yeah, he's the guy that uh, he's got a sweet mustache and kind of the mullet thing going on. So it'd be fun. It'd be fun if he got hired there. All seven yeah, is uh, out in Montana State. Uh, yeah, I mean, we need we need a character in here after Bo Pelini left. So well, I mean, the names the names in FCS football right now, I would argue, are bigger names than any um, conference has right now in the in the FBS. You've got the Petrino brothers, the one at Idaho State, the one at Missouri State. Those are two big names, not necessarily for good reasons, but they're big names. You've got Ed McCaffrey out at Northern Colorado, and then the biggest cachet of them all of Deion Sanders down in Jackson State. It's kind of nuts. It's, it's a weird world we live in. No, it's wild. And the thing is, is it gives some validity to – SCS football, not that it needed right. validity, but I think we can say that you know nationwide, in some circles, SCS football is looked down on. Yeah, looked down on definitely. Big time. Um, but when you got big names like this taking coaching jobs, it definitely kind of brings us up a notch. I think. Yeah, a hundred percent. And you've got, I mean, Deion Sanders is killing it right now in Jackson State. I mean, he got a top eighty in the country in the FBS recruiting class like that's that's ludicrous but um is it gonna i mean how's that play out i have no idea um but um it the it's just weird it's a lot of weird and the spring season's gonna be a wild ride that's that's for damn sure maybe we'll be like when steak's done maybe we'll be hiring like i don't know Mike Gundy or somebody like somebody <laughs> somebody that had or no at that point it'll be uh who I wasn't uh, who is he I'm thinking of uh, no he's a Washington State guy he's Texas Tech oh. now he's Washington State oh. but it seems no. like a guy like that what's his name God I can't no. think of it are you talking about the um the, the guy who runs the um just the straight passing offense what the hell's name yeah, yeah. he's down in Arkansas right now yeah he's not not Washington State anymore yeah he's oh my god um, yeah now he, why'd you yeah why'd Mike you say Lee. Gundy that, now you screwed me up and my yeah, head is locked on to Gundy we're just proving our intelligence two podcasts in a row by the way yeah the the, the senior bowl thing and then now no Mike Leach yeah. Mississippi State. That's where he's coaching now. Mississippi State. Yeah. There we go. Anyway, he's thank you. We should have just uh, read our comments because everybody else is smarter than us. You guys should do this instead of us. (laughs) Mike Leach. Yes. Thank you. Mike Leach. Mike Leach. Mississippi State. (laughs) Thank you, Ryan's. Both of you. (laughs) Appreciate the assists. Um. But anyway, he seems like a guy who just loves coaching football, and he'll end up in the FCS someday. So. Yeah, through some crazy scandal of some form or the other. All he does is – I followed him on Twitter, and he just posts weird memes. Oh, yeah, he's he's it's hilarious, just, dude. He's absolutely nuts. Yeah. 
But but anyway, yeah. we're coming up on an hour here. We better not push over top of it. Do you have anything, any closing comments here? I got nothing. We might nail an hour for once. So Nice. Well, a uh, couple of big exciting games going on this weekend. Make sure you tune in. And uh, other than that, go big, go blue, go Jacks. Go Jacks. Put the dogs down. <laughs> it's not ending. <laughs>